Amen. Turn with me, if you will, over to Psalm 133. We will be there directly. Bill uh, Boyle sent me this text last night. Uh, it's from Akami. She says, I'm sure... Uh, uh, no, sorry, that's what he told me in regard to it. Here's her message to him. I apologize. We're going to Erie tomorrow again. That's today. That's where they are. To check on Miles and taking some food, too. He's doing well, but just not quite back to normal yet. Please, please let everyone know that we appreciate everyone very much for their prayers and the cards with caring and thoughts. It's a very practical and helpful thing that we've done to uh, love and encourage them and let them know. And so continue to pray for Miles uh, and for the whole family, please. Uh, It has very much to do with what we're talking about today. And I have another uh, note. Sorry I didn't have all this. Well, that's another deal. But I'm going to read to you another uh, note. It says, Dear Church Family, you all have refreshed our hearts in so many ways. We thank God for each of you and the love of Christ that you have deliberately shown to us. Your intentional efforts to welcome us, to befriend us, to include us, and to accept us into this family have demonstrated that your love is indeed sincere. You have loved us, as the Bible says, deeply from the heart. We feel valued and appreciated by you. We are deeply impacted and humbled by all these things God has graciously given us through each one of you. We pray God's richest blessings upon his people and his purpose in us all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Yours in Christ, Deborah and Jadon Poindexter. I've uh, wanted to give that to you for a long time. And Deborah came home yesterday from her ladies' party. Thank you, Kathy, for being host to that. Uh, I know all the ladies didn't get to be there, but 
it was so powerful. And Deborah sat and told me about all of it with tears in her eyes. That's so precious and so powerful. And that's because it's from God. This is how God is. He is so powerful and he is so practical and he is so helpful. And I pray that each of us come to know God as he is, because this is how he is. And what we offer one another from God, that's not a little bit. That's eternal stuff. That's powerful stuff. And as I sat and listened to Deborah, then I told her my story. And yesterday was... I think it was the funnest, most exciting men's work day I've ever been a part of. No, it's true. And we did we did simple stuff, you know. I mean, well, it got a little harder as we got into it, but you know, we just did simple stuff, but we did it together and we did it joyfully. And we just had, it was just fun. It was good to be together. We were a blessing to each other. And everybody, there was just this beehive of activity and everybody was helping everybody. And, you know, I kept trying to go into easy stuff. Uh, but that's not true. But it was great fun. It was a great time. And I know everybody couldn't be here, and that's okay. You can only you can only be one place at one time. But I'm just underlining to us this morning from the scripture that those kinds of things are real and they are powerful, and that is a direct result of Jesus coming here to this earth. If he doesn't come here, those things don't happen. Oh, people could have parties and people could do work. No, you don't have what we had yesterday without Jesus being God Almighty in the flesh. You don't have that. Without him living in his people, without him cleansing his people and serving his people and and reigning and ruling on behalf of his people. You don't have that. And long before Jesus ever came, this is... One of David's psalms, this is one of the psalms that Israel would sing together as they go up for a feast or they go up to worship because it puts in mind, it puts in mind for them who their God is and what their God has done and what he has given them and what he is doing in them and through them. So Psalm 133, how good and pleasant. 
I mean, this, this is just objective description, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. I mean, daily life, daily abiding. It's not some big fancy event they create. It's just everyday stuff that they enjoy and they're bound together in it and they do it and it's pleasant and it's good. Here's what it's like. It's like precious oil poured on the head. That describes anointing oil that God would do specifically in this, in this case for his high priest. For those anointed in God's purpose, they belong to God, they're dedicated to God's purpose, their purpose is fortified by God. It's like precious oil poured on the head means you're welcomed and you belong and, and God's chosen you. Precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard. It's overflowing, running down on Aaron's beard. He is God's man for God's purpose and all that he has and, and is belongs to God for God's purpose. That's what it's like when brothers dwell together in unity. Running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes, the collar of the robes that God has given him for God's purpose. It's just this overflowing of belonging and, and dedication to God and his purpose. It is as if the dew of Hermon, the greatest ultimate uh, mount of height in, in Judea, the over 9,000 feet tall. It's as if the dew from the highest point has come and fallen down on Mount Zion, the, the place in the mount of God's belonging and, and God's dwelling for his people as if the, the richest blessing has come down on God's intimate possession. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. That's what we did all day yesterday together as men. That's what you did and what you're a part of as you're praying for, for people that we love who have loved ones that are, that are sick and, and needing our help and needing our encouragement. And when we're spending time before the throne praying for each other and, and when we send cards and we send flowers and, and this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're participating in. Can we see it? Can we understand it? As Brother Don just reminded us again, thank you, brother, but this is what we talked about in Bible class. What is, what is the full summit? What is the full extent of Jesus' love? Those he had in this world who were his own, he now showed his full extent of his love to them. He now showed them the ultimate end and the height of his love for them. And he served them. He served them. 
He even served Judas, who would betray him. Jesus washed their feet. Everybody in that room that was there, those apostles, every single one of them was smart enough to know that everybody should have had their feet washed. Anybody could have done it, and somebody should have done it, and nobody did. But the king did. God in the flesh did. The Son of God did. He served them in a very practical, very everyday, helpful way. I pray to God that we come to know Jesus to the extent we can understand he does that. He does that. He's coming back to this earth again, and he's not washing anybody's feet or offering any sacrifice. He's just coming back to get us. He's not setting foot on this earth again. But he is coming in the clouds, and we'll meet him. Now, that's what the Scripture says. But if you can let the reality of Jesus, if you can let the one who is the light of the world, who is the bread of life, who is the eternal God, who is the giver of life, who is, who is God's message to us, if you can let him be who he is, when we say that he sacrificed himself and he died for us, if God loves us to that extent, if Jesus gave his life for us to that extent, would he not rub your shoulders? Would he not fetch you a glass of tea? Would he not cook your supper or your breakfast or wash your dishes when you had See, this is who he is. As far as cooking breakfast goes, for people who've just denied knowing him three times in a row, you'll have to wait till we get to John 21. That's exactly what he does. This is who he is. Will we let him, will we let him be who he is? Will we choose to believe? You see, here's the, here is the, the, the thing that separates Judas and Peter. Judas sold him out because he didn't believe. He just couldn't believe. He just wouldn't believe that God would give himself, that Jesus was the son of God. That Jesus loved him that much. He just wouldn't believe that. He wouldn't operate out of that. He wouldn't come to know that. He wouldn't live out of that. He wouldn't live in that. He wouldn't do odd jobs and silly things and stuff that put you last out of that concept. Peter did almost as he denied him. He didn't betray him. But he denied him three times in a row in one night. Jesus cooks him breakfast. Was that not, was that not emotionally washing his feet again? Was he not serving him again? 
I'm encouraging us to let Jesus be who Jesus is to you. Let him serve you. If he doesn't serve you, you have no part of him. That's what he told Peter. There's application. And as we let him serve us, I am leaving an example for you that you should do for one another what I have done for you. And I introduced this sermon by saying, this is what we're doing it. My plea and my, my, my invitation is for us to realize that and do it with both hands earnestly. We're not trying to earn anything. We're trying to imitate somebody because we can. We're living out of who he is. And when you love and when you hug and when you serve and when you wash and when you clean and when you put back together and, and when you pray and when you intercede and all these things that we do for each other, when we do them out of Christ being who he is, and when we do them with reflection on this is what God has afforded us, it impacts us deeply. I think perhaps even in these small things, the blessing is in giving, not receiving. That's literally what Jesus said when he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So thank God for you and your giving toward us. Thank God for you and your giving toward one another. Praise and glory be to God for God accomplishing those things in our lives. Brothers and sisters, this is what we're, this is what we're reminding each other and this is what we're working to bring a world that does not yet know into. I'm not bringing them into a set of morals. God outlines very distinctly perfect morality in the scripture. We're bringing them into a relationship with one who can't love you more than he does, with one who can't be more powerful than he is, with one who cannot be more practical than he is. Would we let Jesus Christ be practical right now? He never promised you to get everything your flesh wants when you want it. You didn't even raise your kids that way. Why would God treat us that way? but he does too love us and he cares about every single aspect of your life and he loves you in the midst of it. He uses you to touch the depths of people's hearts. Praise be to God for what he does in Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God and Father in heaven, you have extended to us the opportunity, Father, to be brothers and sisters together in the blood of Christ Jesus and to dwell with one another in unity. And that is a thing that, that 
belongs to you. That is a thing that is according to your choosing and your purpose. As a thing that is that is blessed and granted by you. And you have made, Father, your face to shine upon us. You have been gracious to us. And you have turned, Father, in Jesus, your face toward us. And you are the source and the giver, Father, of our peace. We praise you for it. We praise you for sunny days when we can be together as as men and and do little odd jobs that most people won't even notice, but we do them, Father, out of love for you and appreciation of the fellowship that you give us and the participation we have in your purpose and the impact that we're able to have, Father, on other people. And we thank you, Father, for the for the servitude of women, women with quiet and gentle spirit who love you, who are devoted to you, who want to make sure that they imitate you, who welcome and befriend and encourage and value and and appreciate one another. And the fact, Father, that you give, you give each of us to the other in Jesus Christ. We all, Father, belong to one another in him. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this expression. We thank you, Father, for this purpose. You have cleaned us and you have washed us. And so we do, Father, have part in you. But we still have to choose it. We still have to believe it every day. Every day, Father, we have to believe that you love us this much, that you want to touch our daily lives in simple ways, that you want to direct our steps, that you cleansed us because you wanted to, that you live in us because you desire to, that you work through us and in us, Father, because this is your eternal purpose. Help us, Father, to understand that, that we might express that to Father, to people who long for it. People long to have value and to be appreciated and to be welcomed and to be a part of a family that's sincere and deeply from the heart. They long, Father, to find a place where they'll be encouraged and and helped and directed and sustained and have their hearts and minds, Father, refreshed and regenerated. They long for that. Men just can't make it up or sell it. And it's afforded only through Jesus, your son, that we are so blessed to be a part of that, to be a part of the family that you have 
you have created in this world through the blood of your son, the family that reflects the God who created us. Thank you, Father, for this unity. Thank you for this purpose. Thank you for this blessing. Glorify yourself, Father, in our pursuit of Jesus to understand him and to know him, to see him face to face for who he is. Glorify yourself in these things, Father. It's our earnest prayer. We pray it through him who bled and died in our behalf and lives powerfully to intercede for us now that we pray these things. Amen. God's love for you is bigger than you can ever imagine. His willingness to serve you and comfort you and refresh you is more practical than you could ever imagine. And you've had, if you would have anything to do with him, if you'd have his refreshment, have his blessing, have his cleansing, have his direction, if you'd have any of that, it's open to you this morning. If you need it, let us know how we can help while we stand and while we sing.